Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have a very truly special guest with us, Kevin Kraft. So welcome to the show Kevin. Thank you Avik, pleasure to be here. Great, great. So Kevin like uh, before we start delving into our conversation today, I'd love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, uh, that today I mean he is Kevin is not just a musician or a sound healer or the children's book author, but also a dedicated practitioner in the field of mindfulness and holistic well-being. So his journey is truly remarkable, like uh, born near death in one year and facing speech impediments. So he overcame these challenges to find his unique connection to the world of sound and the healing. So uh, in 2008, his life took a transformative turn when he experienced the sacred sound current during a concert, which set him on a path of exploration into how music can be a powerful tool for the healing, manifestation, release, and uh, maybe the heightened awareness. So uh, Kevin is the founder of uh, Sound Shala, a platform that offers a unique mindfulness curriculum combining music, breathwork movement, and meditation to help individuals experience the profound benefits of sound yoga. So his practice encompasses a wide range of mindful mindfulness areas like uh, including uh, power, uh, vinyasa, Himalayan kriya yoga, yoga nidra, and much more. So... He he employs like various instruments such as gongs, crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, flutes, uh, and drums to create the soundscapes that promote relaxation, balance, and inner harmony. So his work is a testament to the transformative potential of sound therapy and the mindfulness practices. So his mission is to uh, make the spiritual accessible to everyone. Uh, regardless of their background, belief system, or uh, maybe the level of experience. So he has worked with the children's individuals and the organizations to help them achieve the clarity, healing, creativity, authenticity, and empowerment in their lives. So we are in here for fascinating conversation around the profound impact of the sound and the mindfulness on our overall well-being. So without further ado, let's dive into this world of sound healing and holistic living with Kevin Kraft. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you, I really appreciate it. Great, great. So Kevin, like, uh, uh, if you can share your personal journey, like what 
actually led you to explore sound healing and the mindfulness practices? Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, it, it really was the the physical practice of yoga um, that led me into the the deeper realms of, of yoga philosophy, um, which led me into learning about mantras and the power of using mantras. And uh, and mantras opened up this whole world of, of sacred sound to me. So, um, like so many people, um, people enter into the, the the realm of yoga through the the physicality, um, but it's really a portal into so many tools um, to just better understand ourselves, our purpose, our path, our trajectory, and um, and I, I just discovered along the way that sound, you know, everyone. Almost everyone loves music, right? You know, sounds are part of our our daily life, and we use music to elevate our moves, uh, our moods, or to start moving our body to dance. Um, but I found a lot of people don't connect the dots that you can really be intentional about the sounds and the music you surround with, with intention setting and movement, and then a sound bath to really release and let go. Um, so the, the sounds are not, um, part of any religion per se. You don't have to believe a certain way. Um, but it, it creates this container of sound where, where really anything can be worked on. And I know that that's a, a really wide statement, but we are creating an empty canvas, an empty container within, um, within your own conscious mind, subconscious mind, um, energetic body, physical body, mental body to to look deep inside yourself and 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 figure out what is that truest most authentic version got it got it so um you also mentioned that uh you were born near death in one year and experienced the world differently so how did this unique perspective influence your relationship with the sound and the music yeah i, I didn't really connect the dots until much later in life, I would say in my thirties, did I realize like, like so much of our, of our growth, um, is, is learning and unlearning and rediscovering and remembering. And I remembered, you know, having this speech impediment and everyone thought I was from New York. I, I couldn't say my hard R's. So instead of saying New York, I would say New York book. Instead of saying rabbit, I would say wabbit. Um, and it, it wasn't that severe of a speech impediment, but people interacted with me differently and it became very evident that I was hearing sounds differently and then had to really learn how to hear sounds. So that led, um, it really fed in, I, I fed into my levity and, and humor. I, I really think, yeah, a sense of humor and, and, um, and, um, and he, yeah, just humor is so important. So it hearing things differently and people thinking I was from New York allowed me to practice, um, impersonations, um, and different voices. Um, and, and it, it also, um, you know, I, I didn't play any music, didn't, didn't really touch a single instrument, um, until my thirties, you know? So, um, I, I, I look back and I see all of those events led to this discovery of music perhaps in a in a in a unique way um that allows me to to slow down the music um to deliver that to a to a group of people to to really calm down the mind and um and create that that container of, of emptiness got it 
got it so uh your children's book uh, like om so om so is a beautiful introduction to the mindfulness for the kids so uh if you can also tell us more about the inspiration behind this book and its core message yeah this has um, been such a, a fun project and um i i love how it was born as well um uh, we have a uh, a service project branch called Music Mandala 108, where we help schools um, all over the world raise money to provide support for music programs, musical instruments. Um, so we are currently working with schools in Sri Lanka and um, one school in in Delhi, mm-hmm. um, PPY, um, supporting them. And so while we were creating that, we were creating an album. Um, we had children in um, um, Sri Lanka create an entire album of devotional music that we put on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it was such a beautiful process. And I wanted to make a, uh, you know, the the CD insert cover, kind of talk about the children and uh, the power of, of, of sacred music. And as I was preparing this, CD cover this this booklet that was going to be an insert this this story came through me um and it's definitely a story about myself and how I um had issues hearing the world but it's really um it's really a, a metaphor for everyone regardless of age of kind of being deaf to our own inadequacies of awareness you know a lot of us just aren't very aware um and um we're not even aware of how unaware we are you know so it's it's hard to um to do that so it's a metaphor of being deaf is like you know how how amazing um magic and spirit and mysticism is all around us um and sometimes we just have to learn to hear through our heart in order to wake up to all that beauty around us. So it is a children's book, but it it, it really is a uh, um, the child in me speaking through the adult in me. Oh, good, good. <clears throat> so, uh, like, sound healing is the fascinating field, definitely. So, how does the sound in your experience impact our mental and the emotional well-being? Um, yeah, this you know we could we could speak for days on this, um, but. Um, um, I think the best way to describe this is is how I really got into sound. Um, my very first instrument were the were the gongs. I was introduced to a gong meditation at a leadership retreat, and I was blown away how supportive the gongs were to drop into a deep meditative state. It happened so quickly without any effort. And while I had a consistent meditation practice, each and every time I struggle to let go. It's a, it takes me about on average seven, eight minutes to drop into that meditative state. Um, and I get better at it t- t- over time and, and things like that. But when I was exposed to the gongs, it happened so quick and it was so deep. And it was, um, it, 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 I knew it affected me on so many levels I did not yet understand. Um, and so, you know, to, to sum this up really quickly, I, the gongs uh, affect us on every single level. It's called a gong bath because every cell of our body is massaged in the millions of vibrations that the gong produces onto itself. So the gong is a really cool type of instrument called an idiophone. When you strike a gong, the vibrations of the gong are then striking 
itself again and itself again and itself again, creating sounds that it doesn't even know it's going to produce. So um, it, it, it massages us on an entire level physically, but that also um, within 90 seconds or so will take our brainwave state from a very active state, the beta state, through alpha, the beginning of meditation, into theta. And theta is a beautiful place to be in. So many healing um, 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 actions are, are available in that theta state. So much creativity, so much learning. Um, so, you know, pr providing the atmosphere for people to arrive in that theta state and to get all those benefits, um, I think is, is, is made possible through the gongs. And so the gongs are like, they're dissolvers. Basically millions of vibrations are dissolving, um, our storylines, our repetitive thought patterns that do not serve us, um, stuck energy. Um, uh, and so they're, they're basically dissolving what is not in balance in the body. Um, then the other instruments we use like crystal bowls and Tibetan bowls, they're more like, um, they smooth out the edges. They basically, um, are like laser cutters of any distortion or entanglement. So, um, while the gongs basically dissolve crystal bowls, um, smooth out, um, things like the harmonium opens up your heart. The flute takes your prayers to the heavens and drums ground you into the earth. Um, each instrument has a, has a role in this, this holistic journey, um, inside this, this inner landscape. So I understood. So, so like, uh, I mean, you, can you explain like the term sound yoga, like, uh, means what exactly it means and how it differs from the traditional yoga practices? Yeah. So, uh, and I love asking this question, um, in, in regularly my classes or, or out, um, in the world, I ask people, I said, what's your definition of yoga? Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing because, you know, here in the West, a lot of people associate it with just flexibility and stretching. And really, you know, as, as we're, we're learning, it's, it's the, the physical asana practice is really a small part of, of what yoga is. And if yoga is to yoke or to create union, you know, um, sound is an amazing unifier. Um, so I think sound in itself used in a sacred manner is the essence of, of, of yoga. And I think music is the quickest path um, or portal into divinity. Um, I've heard many living masters say that, um, you know, and, and I think most people are, are open to the, to the power of sound, right? People are, mm. are so moved by, by, by certain sounds and, um, and very few people in my experience have even yet to experience sound done intentionally. You know, they, maybe they go to a type of concert for a certain feel good type of type of atmosphere but mm. to employ music to actually do the inner work to do the healing to do the release um a lot of people um are, have yet to experience this so um and that's one of my favorite things is is when someone who's never been to a sound bath before comes in and has an experience um seeing the look on their face it's like holy moly what did i just experience and there was you know no there was no plant medicine. There was no, nothing except vibration. Um, and, um, 
And that's an amazing experience to have. Exactly. That's definitely true. So, uh, like, you use a variety of instruments in your sound therapy practice. So if you can also uh, share a bit about how these instruments contribute to the overall healing experience. Yeah. Uh, so we use about 30 different instruments in a standard session. Mm-hmm. And um, as I mentioned, I, I um, got into this line of work through the gongs. Uh, and the gongs are just, they are incredibly powerful. Um, they they contain the sound of the universe. They contain a sound that feels so ancient and primordial, you can't help but think of of something being timeless. Um, so the gongs um, are really important, um, but every every instrument, you know, as I mentioned, the harmonium is so great for helping me and the class open up their voices through mantra work. You know, so many of us have have blockages in our throat chakra. Um, we're not saying the things we want to say. We're saying the things sideways or not authentically. We swallow words that we know we need to say and we never do. So do it using mantra, using the harmonium to open up the throat allows us to open up our heart. Um, so the harmonium is an amazing tool to, to get into that heart space. Um, I love um, my flutes. I have about five flutes now. Um, it's it's always the instrument that I, I keep wanting to, to add more and more. Um, but flutes are messengers of your intentions, of your prayers. Um, and, um, you know, it's so great to, to give wings to our words, um, through, through the flute. Um, and then we have crystal bowls. Um, each crystal bowl, um, resonates with a specific chakra and a specific musical note. Um, so we're basically singing and singing directly into the energetic center of each chakra through the crystal bowls. And then the, the Tibetan bowls are like gongs in the shape of a bowl and all of the the resonance and the harmonics the entrainment that happens with the gong also happens um with the tibetan bowls um uh, in addition oh we we work with so many wonderful musicians and collaborators too so we're we're regularly bringing in harpists um and didgeridooists and loopers and um, uh, we had an amazing um, serotist and tambura um, player uh, last month, which was such a treat. Um, we have a uh, we have a blues um, musician. It'll be my first time coming up, but we have a blues musician that's going to bring in a harmonica and uh, some blues on on guitar uh, and work that into sound healing too. So um, I, I really love the flexibility of taking all these different types of music and then weaving them in to this um to this this musical landscape so the individual can can truly have an experience lovely that's great great so you have worked with the children individuals and the organization so what are some of the most common challenges uh people face when when uh uh trying to connect with sound healing and the mindfulness a great question um you know i think it's really um how rigid um many of our thoughts are you know when it comes to yoga and meditation um i think people are still very closed-minded they think yoga you need to be flexible um they they many people just don't 
think they can meditate, so they don't even attempt it. So whatever has happened in in at least the West and in this society of um, you know why yoga is predominantly um, uh, participated with by by women, um, while it's associated with expensive fashion and flexibility, it's um, you know it almost deserves another name, you know. So it's because of that, many people have yet to try a sound bath. Um, and um, so, and so, yeah, through ignorance, they don't know what, what it is. They don't know what can be worked on, you know, like in our, in the mental health environment um, here in the U.S., you know, therapy is accepted. A lot of people work with therapists. Um, a lot of people go to group exercise classes. But this concept of doing group work in community um, is really powerful. You know, there is an amplification when you meditate in a group and when you set an individual intention in the mm. container of a group and you move energy together and you have a, a focused container for 90 minutes, um, you can do some serious, um, serious deep work, you know, and, and that doesn't have to be. Um, it's, it's great for, for trauma. It's, it's great for, um, for stagnations or creativity blocks. It's great for insomnia. Um, it's great for just exploring clarity and, um, regularly asking yourself the question, what is the most authentic expression of who I am? So there's a lot that can be worked on and it's not, it's not me telling the class what to work on. I create the container. Um, so you could have 50 people in a class and they, there can be 50 completely individual reasons why, why they are there and what they want to work on in this landscape. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I, I, I love how it's a, um, it's an environment where mm. people get to experience what they want to experience. No, definitely. That's true. Definitely true. So, um, so what advice would you give to someone who is interested in incorporating sound healing practices uh, into their daily life or maybe the wellness routine? There are so many ways. I would say the most accessible is uh, most of the world has access to, to Spotify or YouTube. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we live in an age where if, you, if you're familiar with a mantra, you know, you can t type in that mantra into Spotify or YouTube and have a hundred different versions um and find one that that resonates with you so th i think that's the easiest way is like um wait for a mantra to grab you um like if you're driving type in something on spotify or youtube and see um see if something speaks to you um if you have sound baths where you live go for an in-person experience um and like any yoga modality or any yoga teacher not every class or teacher or type of music will resonate with you so Try different teachers, you know. Personally, I believe gongs need to be there. They are so powerful and so effective. But a lot of people will only do sound bathing with crystal bowls. Um, and a lot of people really enjoy that, you know. But so, so um, find the type of instruments, you know. A lot of people are terrified to chant, but you get them into a class and you introduce a chant or two, and it is extremely liberating. So um, keep keep find that that match that that speaks to you. Uh, um, but also explore the the world of the radio waves because there's so much sacred music at our fingertips that were never available before. You know exactly, exactly. 
So, uh, before we wrap up, so what projects or the plans do you have for the future? Oh, it, so many great things. Um, so many great things planned. We've started working with um, um, in corporate wellness. So we're now working um, with organizations um, for to take care of the mental health, to help with creativity, teamwork, having a group experience. Uh, so that's really excited. It really exciting. Um, and because the one thing that I, I feel I do really well is I, I make this accessible um, more or less without any spirituality or the woo-woo, if you will, um, like for corporate wellness or organizational management, like working with lawyers, I don't bring in a lot of um, spirituality, but I, I still bring in that container um, for the, the stress reduction, um, all of the healing benefits of being in theta state um, and also tension setting. So um, the, the, those, that's a, a fairly new program that we're really excited about. Um, we are uh, developing a program for um, the, the aging demographic okay. to help with retirement, retirement homes, hospice, and memory care. Um, there's a, a ton of research uh, with music therapy and Alzheimer's and, and the aging demographic. So we'll be rolling out um, some services um, early next year. Uh, and then we're um, also to, to service these, these channels. Um, we're starting a, um, a, a, you know, an apprentice program. It's called the Sound Shala Walla program where you learn how to be a sound healer. You, you support our our um our sound healing events you know um be it at a festival at a retreat or you know any any one of the events that we're offering um we're creating this program to train in a variety of musical instruments uh, to be of service to connect the community so uh, i'm really excited about that as well got it got it great so thank you for joining us on this harmonious journey into the world of sound healing children's book and music with our guest Kevin. So uh, as we conclude this episode, we encourage all of you to explore the healing qualities of sound and the mindfulness in your own life. So Kevin's work definitely serves as a reminder that we can all tap into our innate capacity for the clarity, healing, creativity, uh, authenticity and the empowerment. So we hope that you have found this episode both enlightening and inspiring. And if you have enjoyed today's conversation, please consider subscribing it to our podcast to stay updated on the future episodes. And do not forget to share this episode with your friends, family, so they can embark on their harmonious journey towards a healthier mind and life. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to having you with us on our next episode on Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Vivek.